Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Brown Body Health and Fitness Podcast. I'm super excited to welcome Jeff Flagg onto the podcast today. Jeff is the former long drive champion in golf, and he is now a sports performance specialist where he works with people to help improve their golf game. Jeff and I discuss strength and conditioning for golf today. You're going to love this episode, especially if you're into the sport of golf. Enjoy. Jeff, welcome to the podcast. Super excited to work with you today, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. This is uh, this is awesome. I've uh, heard a lot about you, and uh, I'm looking forward to looking forward to chatting. <laughs> for sure, we've got a amazing mutual connection in Jorge from Pure Motion there. Uh, but you know, for people who aren't familiar with you or your backstory in golf, or maybe even professional baseball, would you mind filling them in a little bit about who you are and all the amazing things that you've been up to in the world of athletics? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll give you the cliff note version. Um, you know, baseball is my my first career. Um, played in college at Mississippi State. Um, got drafted in two thousand eight. Played pro ball for five years. Um, you know, gave it a run. Um, you know, loved every minute of it, but you know, never put it all together. Um, so it was it twenty twelve? Was my final season. And then uh, had to go back to school, you know, sort of uh, un- unfulfilled, had to finish, had to, had to close that chapter and then go back to school and finish that next chapter. And uh, um, that's sort of when I, you know, I was always like a self-taught sort of, I grew up with Tiger Woods, you know, he, he made golf cool, you know, when I was a kid. So I always played golf with the boys and, and you know, uh, was sort of self-taught in the golf swing side of things. And now I didn't have baseball in my way, I guess. So, you know, I was going to school, spending more time at the golf course, um, met a golf pro and like measured my swing speed for the first time. And it was like, Oh, like, okay, you, you got a little bit of, you got a little bit of juice. Um, and, uh, just needed that competitive itch a little bit. Um, cause, uh, you know, I, I wasn't used to not doing anything in the springtime and, that's when I got into, I'd always watch those long drive competitions, um, you know, growing up, you know, it's always on uh, ESPN and, you know, I was like, man, these guys are animals. And I sort of looked at it as it was home run derby for golf. Um, so I sort of hadn't, you know, sort of intimidated, but also on the other side of things had no expectations and, and got into that as a competitor. And I started that in 2013 and then 2014, I just kind of went through all the qualifying and, and competing and ended up winning the world championship in long drive in 2014. So um, kind of a wild ride, you know, it was funny to kind of go from like just completely like unfulfilled and like your life's work in baseball is just sort of like the door gets slammed shut <laughs> and then to, to get into long drive and, and have that type of success that quickly was, was, uh, was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, but I've always, you know, I went to school to be, um, I got my undergrad to be a PT and then through just athletics and injuries and things, I sort of shifted, um, to kind of more the athletic side and the strength conditioning side of things. So that's always been like a, a passion of mine and, you know, kind of going from baseball to golf and being sort of launched into the golf world now and, you know, power and swing speed and stuff like that um it was sort of a natural uh, sort of progression i guess and and um and then sort of i've been in that sort of strength and conditioning for golf world ever since 
uh, yeah, 2014. So, um, so yeah, kind of a little bit every, kind of all over the place, but, uh, but you know, there, there's some common threads, uh, between all those things and, uh, yeah, it's been, been fun hopefully to continue, continue to build. Yeah, that's incredible. And, you know, I'm very impressed by your overall transition from baseball to golf, because while the rotational swing is similar in some instances, uh, the angle is slightly different. And as someone who grew up playing baseball and is now trying to just correct my slice when I hit a golf ball, um, I, I feel like there's a bit of a challenge in that transition. So the fact that you were able to go from one to the other and have such incredible success becoming a world champion in a matter of just a couple of years is very impressive. And I'd imagine, you know, you mentioned about the strength and conditioning side there. I'd imagine that some of that training that you do in the weight room had an impact on that and had some carryover to what you saw from an athletic success standpoint as well. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, it's the, uh, you know, it's like, and you know, it's like, you know, you, you probably have, I haven't seen your golf swing, but uh, you know, I'm sure you have some horsepower, you know, it's just <laughs> a matter of getting it going in the direction you want, you know, and that's sort of the approach that I took and still try to take is like, it, you know, yes, there are some, uh, you know, overarching, like, you know, uh, benefits, uh, you know, to, to power and explosiveness in the gym and, and, and things like that. But it's almost like, I took the approach of in the gym, I'm just trying to be a well-balanced explosive athlete. And then when I'm working on golf, it's, I'm trying to have a good golf swing. I'm trying to work on like fundamentals of the golf swing. It wasn't like I'm trying to, cause there are some, some things that you can do for club head speed. You can alter your stance a little bit, your setup a little bit, but I never, I, I sort of wanted to have a good golf swing and then, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to be six foot six too. So that helps. <laughs> um, but to, to sort of take the, the gym of being just a well-rounded athlete, keeping me healthy and, and keeping me, you know, explosive and powerful and strong in every direction. And then allow me to just go work on my skill and, you know, sort of tweak the, the little minutia that, that is in the golf swing that drives us all nuts. And, I just sort of, I, there obviously are common threads, but I, I almost kept them separate a little bit. It's like, I, I wanted to have a, a fundamentally sound golf swing and then just, you know, use the gym to support what I do with the club in my hand. Yeah, I love that. And that's very similar to how I approach things when I work with golfers from a PT standpoint. I actually just had this conversation with a golf guy yesterday is, you know, plain and simple. I'm not the guy you want helping you on the golf side. You don't want me being the one to give you feedback and insight on your swing or the swing form, swing mechanics, that sort of thing. Um, you know, I might pick things apart to help, uh, you know, guide our interventions from a PT or strength and conditioning standpoint, but I'm not going to change your golf swing. And if it's mm -hmm. a matter of changing the swing, I'm not the person for you. We need to get you to a swing coach. Um, and I think that having the ability to kind of recognize when it's a swing thing versus when it's a PT or strength and conditioning thing, whether that be motor control or just building a bigger engine, as you mentioned with horsepower, I think having the ability to kind of separate those is very important and taking it a step further. You know, I think your training approach in the gym should be something that helps prevent you from being in pain when you're out on the course. Um, you know, I don't think that the job of every PT or the job of every strength and conditioning coach out there should be to treat pain. 
But, you know, if we're hurt and halfway through a round, I can almost guarantee you're not going to finish as well as you could have if you were feeling good the whole time. 100%. I mean, it's a couple points on on that. It's like, uh, you know, one of the the big things that I find myself, because I, I sort of, I work with, um, you know, golfers pretty exclusively now. And, you know, I'm at a club in Florida and, you know, we have our teaching pros, we have our therapists. And then I'm sort of, I kind of see myself as like the middleman, right? It's like almost synthesizing all those where it's like, you know, and I know enough of the golf swing where it's, I don't want to, I definitely don't want to be a swing coach. Right. But it's almost teaching them like from the physical side, like cause and effect. Right. It's like, all right, if you do this, then this is going to happen. And just along the lines, like what you're saying, it's like not only swing, but physically it's like, okay, like if like the lower right side of your back is bothering you in the round, like here's a couple things to like mitigate it. Obviously I can fix it like in the matter, but it's like, you want to be able to mitigate these things in the middle of a round, like you said, to, to, and, and giving them that, that ownership, I think of like, uh, you know, that there's that knowledge base of it, but then also like, you know, Hey man, like we're not fragile. Like, you know, you, you, yeah, you play golf and golf isn't the biggest, like, you know, physical, uh, you know, compared to you know basketball or tennis or, you know, <laughs> football and things like that. But like, when you look at the golf swing, like when you look at the degrees of rotation, speed that things are happening and, and the, the speed the club is moving, it, it's like, well, if you can go out and play golf, like you're physically, you can handle a lot. So try, trying to trying to bring that to the the gym a little bit and build that confidence and not not to have that sort of fragile mindset. And because I think that's just you just you I see the people that have that it's just the capacity and, and everything just shrinks as you go. You know, it's like giving them that freedom. Of, hey, you can do this. You can balance on one leg and do these things. Like it, it's, it, it, there's a, uh, there's a freedom that that can give, um, which I think is just nothing but help golf hard enough. <laughs> yeah. Like when they're worried sure. about their body. For sure. You know, so it sounds like your overall strength and conditioning approach then is to provide the freedom to move in ways that people want to move, load it appropriately, and then have some type of specificity or carry over to the sport of golf. 100%. 100%. And that's like, especially with the golf, golf, especially, I think, you know, baseball is like, yeah, I think training is just overall, it's just new, newer for the sport of golf. Um, and a lot of the stuff I see there is it's, it's like you said, it, like it's kind of one point of what you just, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, moving freedom to move, but there's that load uh, appropriate load factor that is missing a lot of times. Um, and, and that's sort of what I sort of try to key in on is, yeah, you know, and, and, and everybody that, has seen golf training at all. It's like, Oh, you know, you stand on one leg, have a band and you rotate or you stand on a, on a ball or you're, 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 you're balanced and you're on the unstable surface and all that's fine and good. But it's like, at some point, like, how do you progress that? And how do you like, because again, we're creating crazy speeds, you know, especially like me being the world of long drive, it's like long drive is the fastest ball in sports. <laughs> so golf, that ball is coming off at, you know, for amateurs, 
120, 30 miles an hour and long drive guys, it's 220 miles an hour. So it's the, the, the strength needed to support that speed. And, you know, a lot of people that come to me, it's like, they want to increase that speed. Um, it's just, there's, a, there, you need a level of strength to support that in those areas that are supposed to give you rotation. Um, so that's kind of my big thing is keying in on that sort of, uh, that, that, that engine that is creating or what we want to create rotation and, uh, and getting that as strong and f- flexible and powerful as we can. Yeah, I love that. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll offer a hot take on some of those things you mentioned here. Um, you know, I've seen on Instagram, TikTok, those sort of things, the golf training of just like you mentioned, we're going to stand on one leg on some type of stability balance thing, hold our balance while taking some kind of band or cable or cord and do like very slow controlled rotation. And that's mm-hmm. going to help us for golf somehow. Or um, the other thing I see a lot is med ball throws in like a crunch pattern to help with mm-hmm. golf power. Um, and I, there's two things I don't quite understand is one, um, how slow rotation is going to help prepare us for something quick, explosive. Don't get me wrong. I think there's a time and a place for slow controlled movement. But mm-hmm. if your goal is to hit a golf ball 220 miles an hour, you're probably not going to do that by moving slow. Um, mm-hmm. And second how a med ball crunch, a very, you know, quick, explosive, if you want to call it that, loaded flexion movement is going to help us for something that's a lot more rotation-based in nature. Um, And those are just two examples I picked off that I I see shared a lot for the golf community. And, um, you know, at least when I looked through your Instagram, it seems like you do a lot of landmine stuff. You've got a whole lot of these cool orange attachments that might come from a company we know, uh, you know, a guy or two with um, that allow you to do like a lot of disassociation work. You seem to train at a lot of different variables. And a lot of that is based on rotation, though. You train fast rotation, explosive rotation, and every now and then you hit like some slow controlled stuff. But a lot of it seems to be more geared towards what you're going to be doing in sport. Does that all kind of sound right to you or what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think every, you know, it's almost like a, I, I look at trying to add rotation into everything, right. Whether that that's cause it's just, it's, it, it's sort of a hot topic, you know, rotation, anti-rotation, all those things. I know it's, um, that we could argue, you know, people could argue either side of that, but how I look at it is just, it's when you look at, when you look at an athlete moving in their sport, whatever sport, right. Even something as, as uh, not anti-rotation, but even something as square as football and things like that it's like when you look at uh, you know you know barry sanders cut change directions like the rotation at the hips and the ankles and the trunk that has to be there to 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 put yourself it's kind of you know you know when you look at an athlete changing directions and you look at a golfer you know when you look at a baseball player tennis player all those things it's like how i look at it is the mechanics are just is is that athlete in a position of leverage on the tool that they're using Right. And the best are right. I mean, they, they don't become the best if they're not leveraging the tool that they have. You know, and that's going to make them the most powerful and most efficient. And, you know, the mechanics of mechanics and the tools, the tool, it's like the big difference between baseball and golf. You know, the tool is different, 
So the mechanics are going to be different. So when you look at, you know, you look at a baseball player at impact, you look at a golfer at impact, like I, I use this analogy of like, you could replace that, you know, the, the best players, the best ball strikers and things like that. You can replace that club or that bat and you can give them an ax and they'd be chopping a tree down, right? They'd be in a good position to chop a tree down, right? So that position of leverage, I just take the same thing to the gym, right? Like you said, I sort of use some crazy tools from a crazy guy, um, but it's all about leverage, whether it's a cable, whether it's a landmine, whether it's a dumbbell, you know, things like that. It's all about, can you leverage your body against that tool to, to stress what we want to stress? And, and not only, you know, not only load, but it's like trying to blend that, get the two ends of the spectrum of like loading, but then also like controlling and stable. And, and that's the, I, I sort of see that like as the two ends of the spectrum that either train separately in golf, where it's like, it's either, you know, the, the I mean, not, not coming at anybody, but it's like the frou-frou, like, you know, band and, and air X pad exercises. <laughs> or Olympic lifting, like there's nothing in between. So it's like, it's having load, having, putting the body in a position where they, it has to balance and stabilize. And then it, to me, it's like, when you look at those two ends of the spectrum, how I tie that together is like the flow of it, right? There's a tempo to the golf swing. There's a tempo to, um, you know, when you look at baseball, the biggest thing that pitchers try to do to hitters is get them off timing right get their get their their uh get them off balance that's what a, that's what an off speed pitch is right so it's trying to have a tempo and a flow between reps right and if you, you see that with the stuff that i do it's like that's again another one of the concepts i learned from from jorge is is that there's a flow to it i don't care how heavy it is i want it to look smooth and you're so you're you're like not only fighting the weight whatever with whatever you're doing, but you're you're fighting to to make it look smooth. And to me, it, that's when you know whether you talk about when an athlete gets nervous or you know fatigued, it's like what's the first everything gets choppy and tense and things like that. And in rotational sports, there's a flow to moving, and and my approach is like train that as much as we can right like when you're tired when you're moving a heavyweight when you're moving a lightweight but if you can leverage the tool and flow like to me that's going to speak to what you're trying to do in your sport more directly than just like how what's the absolute amount of weight that i can lift you know yep yeah i'm completely following you and it's funny we talk about that flow or flow state psychologically all the time being like in the flow state during your sport but we never really apply it to the physical sense as it comes to movement or training, but it makes a lot of sense. Can we get into a movement flow? Can we get into the point where reps are consistent, similar speed, similar, uh, you know, whatever metric you want to look at there. I really like your take on that. And I like your approach and kind of like you said, maybe golf training should not all be done with Olympic weightlifting or, you know, power cleans, clean and jerk, that sort of thing. Maybe golf training should not just be us putting people on one leg on an air X pad and saying, yep, golf training. Uh, maybe the right answer is somewhere in between, somewhere in the middle. Um, and, you know, I think that there's a lot of cool, un unique uh, new devices being developed to further help with that, too. 
And I think it's interesting how a lot of these patterns we look at kind of relate to where we came from in the past too. Like if we think back ancestrally, um, there's this um, forward combo, lifting, fighting, uh, sprinting, dancing. You might've heard from someone before. Um, And, you know, we think about the golf movement and we think, okay, what the heck does that have to do with any of those things? But if we think about just the ability to rotate in a single direction and produce a lot of power while holding something, it's like, okay, actually, I I can see that relating to something like fighting or something like that. So I kind of like how, even though it's a modern sport and we're using a modern training approach, there's still some human evolution connections there. Um, You know, on that point, too, we talked a bit about the training, but I think that a key component of training is having the ability to measure your success. So when it comes to your training, what kind of key performance indicators are you looking at when you're working with golfers or when you're training yourself? You know, how do you know what you're doing is uh, working and what metrics are you looking at? So really, I mean, kind of my progression is like, you know, I, I definitely look at qualitative first, right? Like there's the ground rules of, of, the, the particular exercises and that's like sort of priority number one it's like i really would work with somebody new or um you know uh like a you know pro guy or things like that like it's it's quality first i'm never going to try to rush because i've i've been you know i've learned that over my the, the, the course of my career like especially with the rotation exercises if there's not a uh concept or if you're taking you know like i said there's always nuance and little differences in these things so it's like if you're taking a, an approach of you know somebody in their golf swing can think of, oh i need more separation right but then if you load up you know, you know if you load up the the mopping bar you know I'm, i don't know if i already talked about that and i know i have I've posted that a little bit but you load up that mopping bar that i use and and try to create as much separation as you can like you're going to be on the floor pretty quickly. And, and like, and that's obviously not, not what we want. That's, that's, that's priority number one is to stay healthy. So it's really tapping into like what should be doing the move and what should be moving, um, you know, from a mechanic standpoint. And again, and it, 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 I think it's just, it goes into that leverage point where it's, it's like, it's a, it's weird. I'm not used to moving like this in the gym. Like I'm used to just like going in there and loading up the trap bar and picking it up, put it down, and um, go over to the cable machine. And I, you know, it's such a shame. I don't get off, off point, but like the cable machine, like the free motion machines and stuff like that, they're like my favorite tool ever. And anytime I go to a like a, a a gym, it's like sitting in the corner and people are doing chest flies on it. And it's like, man, there's so much we can do with that thing. But it's you know some different tools, some and and that's like my biggest sort of uh sort of focus first and then i look at you know obviously looking at individuals and what do they need to feel right what is the sport giving them so i sort of you know kind of had the checklist of like okay golf swing you know right-handed golfer he's in these positions sort of you know he's you know creating force from right to left side bent to the right like so looking at can we fill the buckets that he's not getting in a sport from a movement standpoint. And so that's like sort of kind of number two is like, okay, well, can he rotate the same like left to right in the gym? Like, I'm not going to say swing the golf club left-handed, you know, or things like that. He can, if you want, but it's more 
is are we touching every movement pattern that our bodies are designed to holistically sort of in the training side of things and so to let him do his sport and be free doing his sport um and then i look at you know sort of uh density and tonnage and things like that once like the the fundamentals are hit with the mechanics then it's like okay we can we can look at all right yeah i don't like to be in the gym more than 45 minutes maybe an hour because again it's like i'm working with golfers it's like nobody likes a gym <laughs> you know? but it's, so it's like how effective can we be in a short amount of time um and then i have a few little you know kind of apps and things that i use to you know, one, one thing I like to look at is, and kind of, you know, keying in on, on the engine, right. Especially with golfers is, is, you know, is that rib cage turning, moving in space. Right. So I have, a um, an app that I use, uh, where I'll, I'll do it before and after a session just to sort of test it where it's like, how has the workout I want it to be positively effective, but has it, I definitely don't want to walk out of the workout tighter than you were before, you know, because a lot of times it's like we're, we're, you know, golf, there's no off season, pro guys, amateurs, everybody plays all the time. Right? So it's like trying to fit in, uh, fit in training. And it's like, sometimes they're going to go hit balls and we're going to play after we train. So I don't want to not train. I don't want to, you know, I, I want to train hard and, and, uh, and heavy and full range and all that. But it's also like, I want you to feel fresh walking out of there so if we can keep your the ownership of your range of motion from when you walk in get you loose get you open and then you can walk out you've done some work but your range of motion hasn't changed so your feel hasn't changed a whole heck of a lot like you can go out and you can play your sport and it's not uh not an issue so that's like again from a consistency and sustainability side of things it's like if if i if people came in and we just you know lifted heavy but range of motion sort of tightened up as they walk out. It's like I'm getting in the way of golf, and that's that's not what I want to do at all. You mean to tell me you don't like deadlift rep max and ego lifting squats for golfers? Really? And I asked, and, and that goes into like the the confidence piece, right? It's like, yep. Uh, and, and again, it's like you want to live to fight another day, and to be able to, you know, I get, you know, I get seventy year old golfers that like we'll go we'll do like heavy one leg deadlifts but it'll be like one set and be like and it's like okay you can do it boom stimulate get out like and and to be able to like you know and and then obviously you build on that but like just to be able to give them that stimulus of like loading weight balance like in rotational patterns things like that but it's not so far the other end of the spectrum of you know sort of like what do you got to do when you're lifting heavy weights like a you know trap bar deadlift barbell deadlift you know whatever it's like you gotta you gotta brace up you gotta tighten everything up and where golf is just the opposite of that right you're so just yeah yeah so it's like you got to be able to you know not to say that that doesn't have any, any value but it's it's just being able to like inject it where the, the the meat of the program is is you know sort of respecting the the rotational patterns and and uh, you know freeing that body up to turn as as best it can. 
Yeah, I'll offer a slightly sarcastic other take real quick. You mean to tell me you can just do one set of an exercise and you don't have to three sets of 10 every single thing? What? Black. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, who knew? Um, yeah, it's, it's, but, uh, yeah, I'm just uh, we're freewheeling over here. But no, I, know, uh, I love your focus on the goal and the intention and that training is meant to support the sport. The sport is the goal here. We're not trying to be the best as exer- best at exercising, as Kenny Powers said. You know, <laughs> we play real sports here. Um, so, you well, know, and, that's, this- and that's like a challenge I have because it's like you know, obviously, it's my job. It's what I do, and and I feel strongly about about what I do. But then it's also like on the other hand, you know, it's like I don't. I'm not saying I don't matter, but like, it's like what I do is not you know it's like nobody's making their money nobody's sinking putts with me right it's almost almost like a necessary evil so it's like it's almost like i'm uh, i i i sort of joke about that with my clients it's like i you know it's it it, you know and and again i i spin it to put to to put the ownership on them where it's like hey man you walked in here like you you want (laughs) yeah they've been complaining to me you walked in here so it's giving them that ownership and and it's like you put in the work you got to go hit the shots you got to go make the putts like it, it, it's it, you know, yep. so um so yeah it's it's a it's one of those and i think as as you grow with it as people that have been with me a long time it's it's it should feel like almost recovery right yeah it, it, kind of encouraging them to come in because it doesn't hurt it, it, you when you load the body well it's like i i, know, I feel it when i don't train right from traveling or 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 family or whatever it's like when i don't train it's like it hurts but then i go in and do it it's like medicine yep exercise is medicine as they say and um you know ultimately i think this is sort of the protect your investment part of the discussion right like you know you might want to be golfing five six seven days a week and when you're 18 20 even in your 30s and 40s you know the college age, the young professional, or just the young recreational golfer, you can probably get away with that without issue. You know, I think, uh, mm-hmm. I think it, at least, you know, I'm starting to feel the effects of this at 25, but I think at a young age, you're made of rubber and magic. You can do whatever you want. And we don't always have an explanation as to how, um, yeah. but as you start to get, I'll use the term older, um, mm-hmm. you might want to continue to golf and be active and do things um, but it might become more difficult for you if you aren't staying on top of some of the different things like your overall capacity to move, your overall ability to produce force, because we tend to lose muscle as we get older. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm just thinking about like my grandfather right now talking about this. He's in his mid to late 70s and he golfs six days a week out in the Arizona heat. Um, mm-hmm. You know, most people at that age, they, they get a couple games of golf in a week, but they're not golfing every single day over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But because he trains regularly, because he's t- taking care of himself, staying healthy, active, I think that kind of plays into it. And I think the same thing is true here. You know, we say the term athlete, and a lot of times we think about the high schooler or the college or the ones we see on TV. We don't often think about the 60 to 70 year old, but they're just as much of an athlete as the 18 year old. They're doing the same sport. They might do things slightly differently, or maybe they take a little bit longer on certain things, but they're still doing the same thing. And I think if you train them appropriately, they can continue to play the sport they want for a long time and they can train safely. They can load safely. They can do 
you know, all the same things. It's just a matter of do we modify it to what they need at their specific point, you know, specific adaptation to impose demand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's I think that's important with a, a sustainable, uh, you know, training program is like, you know, so so much of the, the industry is, uh, you know, eight week for a 12 week program, like, you know, it's like sort of just such an acute sort of thing where, uh, and again, nothing wrong with that, but, you know, sort of what I've, what I try to tell people initially is like, Hey, like, you know, and I don't want to, you know, uh, you know, squash their excitement to, to start getting started and working out with like, Hey, like this is going to be like a long, like, this is going to be a long process with me. You know, it's like, it's, you're going to, you, you better, you, I hope you like me. Cause like, you know, it's, it's the, the sustainable longevity piece of it is that's where the magic is, right. It's, it's, it compounds over time and just, and that's why, you know, it's like little injections to start. And then as you, as you, you know, you start to feel, cause there's a, that, that, that hump that people have to get over of like, I got to go to the gym. Oh, it hurts. I'm sore. And then it's like, there's that hump of, okay, I got to go to the gym. So I don't hurt. And I'm not sore, <laughs> you know, and, and getting people over that hump that maybe haven't trained in the past, things like that is, is super important. But like, you know, that's like with the, the movements and the tools that I, I implement, it's and currently I work with, let's see, 15 is probably the youngest up to people in their eighties and pro golfers amateur golfers and everything in between and so it's like you know the same rules apply across across all of it obviously the intensity and the complexity of things is a little different for um, those that make a living golfing or are, are younger but it's like i'll and the load and all those things but you know to me that's a sign of a sustainable training program is like can i do it when i'm 15 can i do it when i'm 80 okay well maybe the movement like speaks to how the body should move and you know respects individual you know requirements like you know you know shoulder replacements uh you know back fusions all those things it's like uh, it's it's sort of been a stress test for me but it's been great like to be able to to load these 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 older golfers um with exercises that you know they necessarily wouldn't have wouldn't have touched because they they've had a major surgery and and it's it, it's that 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 fragility um sort of it, it i mean i i get it i have all i have all my original parts but <laughs> i could imagine when you have to go in and have a surgery that there, there's some there's a there's a feel in the back of your mind like i you know i mean i shouldn't do that and if i can you know, obviously doing it smartly, but to chip away at that and to give them that freedom back, I think is, is, is that's, that's sort of my main goal. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And that goes back to everything we talked about before the whole goal of training, the purpose of training and ultimately allowing people to have the freedom to do what they want to do in life. I think that's essential. <laughs> um, you know, as we start to wrap up here today jeff do you have any kind of closing thoughts or closing remarks or anything we might have missed as we were discussing training and golf um I mean, we covered a good bit i mean I, there, there's so much like nuance to, to things right like it's yep. it's all like you know that's why i love getting in the weeds with with people just you know because there's 
you know, fields. And like you said, it's, it's, it's motor control. It's how you swing the golf club. Like, you know, if you played tennis when you were a kid and you sort you play golf now, it's like, there's some feels to the sports that you played, you know, when you, uh, when you were younger. So it's like kind of just, that's what I try to try to do is like blend sort of, okay. Like you, 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 you feel that like weight on the inside of your foot. Like, so when you're doing this move with the landmine, like feel like that, pressure on the inside of your foot as you as you pull up or as you rotate or things like that so it's like trying to again make it trying to make it as frictionless as possible i would say with um with training and and loading the body and things like that and and, you know that's my big thing with with the rotation stuff is um trying to you know and i kind of again it's elementary to you but like when you just look at the body right and you just look at just how the lats wrap around and the obliques and all those things. It's like, okay, like, how do we load that? How do we load that muscle fully, completely, and things like that? And that's where it's like, yeah, I know you've seen on my social media, but like, you know, that's a, one of the, the the big things with, uh, you know, with Jorge and his, and his, you know, martial arts background is you're going to find yourself in odd positions and maybe not the most, uh, you know, anatomically uh, efficient positions, but it's like, can I train there? Obviously slowly and build up. So I'm strong there. And, and that's where it's like the, the, the different tools uh, allow me to do that, you know, rotation with side bend, you know, extension, flexion, all those sort of big rocks of, of movement competencies. And, you know, so, so there really is, you know, when you're moving the golf club, it's a dynamic movement, but it's, it's, it's easy. It's you get more output with less effort. That's sort of the whole, whole, whole deal, this whole thing. So, um, you know, and that's when you, and you, to me, I have, I haven't found that you, you can do that with sort of traditional tools. Like you said, I, I sort of got astray that go down the road a little bit and, and use some of the crazy things. Um, but to me, again, to me, it's not crazy, but I know with, there's been years in the past where I've been traveling and I take these bars into the, into the, the you know the lifetime gym or whatever and it's like people look at me funny like it's like hey man like this is training to me like i don't, I don't know it's like you may do your you know squat bench and and you know chest flies and things like that like this is what training should look like for me because you know rotational athlete demands are different and that's what i do that's what i want to do and, and that's what i want to continue to do and and you know haven't had any um you know, that's the, I think the other piece of, of the, the training, training for the demands of the sport and exceeding the demands of the sport. I'm sure George mentioned that, <laughs> um, is that at 37, I can roll out of bed and go, I did a golf school last week and I don't compete anymore in long drive, but I, within five balls, I could get up over 200 miles an hour of ball speed and not to toot my own horn, but it's like, I don't practice golf that much currently. And it's like, just the training has allowed me to do that. Right. I can just roll out of bed and go, I don't advise it all the time, but it's that ability that you're always sort of ready, especially with rotation stuff. Cause what does everybody do? Right. We get out of our airplane seats or we get out back away from the computer. We, oh gosh, just some tight, I'm stiff, my back stiff. And it's like, when you train, when you put the hay in the barn, you know, with your training, you know, really 
hammering rotationally and getting strong, getting mobile there. It's like, okay, like, yeah, you may be a little stiff, but like, boom, you can get out of it and you can, you can, you know, go do what you want to do. Right. And that's, again, it goes into that, 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 that overarching theme, but um, you know, that's sort of, you know, you, you can have that freedom, I guess, the, the, the way to wrap it up is like, it, it's so many people get a little spooked with uh, rotation exercises and things like that, but there, there are ways to do it in a way that's going to strengthen you and not, you know, blow your back up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I think it's funny when we talk about things like the back, everyone always says, well, don't bend, lift or twist and golf kind of involves all three. So it's like, <laughs> we kind of need to find a way to be good at all of them. And, you know, I think it's funny there. Usually when I'm talking with a golfer, the BYOB term refers to bring your own beer to the course, not mm -hmm. bring your own bar to the gym. But, um, <laughs> I like you it. know, I, I think I'll that you're... That. You're not most golfers here, Jeff. I don't know many golfers who have gone from professional baseball into golf and won a world champion in the long drive in golf in such a short time. So it's certainly very impressive what you've done and what you're continuing to do today in the world of strength and conditioning, human performance for people who want to keep up with you. I know you said you're in your thirties there. So you're probably more MySpace generation or have you transitioned into Instagram, TikTok? threads all that oh sort of man oh man i'm I, I i'm so it snapchat was was the one that was like ah yeah get i'm getting over i'm getting past this is like this is too much for me right. um, so so uh yeah i'm on instagram um kind of primarily um at jeff underscore flag i'm actually in the next couple months hopefully i have a um i've kind of been building a website um for training and stuff like that so i i've been late to the game talking about it forever but finally doing it um so in the next couple months that should be um that should be launching as well so i'll, I'll definitely be probably loud about that um <laughs> when it when it awesome. comes out but um but yeah yeah it's it's uh, not too hard to find awesome we will link to that below and uh you know when that when that website drops let me know and we'll link to that as well Jeff, awesome. it was awesome, awesome chatting with you today. Really appreciate your time and everything you offered us. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Brown Body Health and Fitness Podcast. If you liked this episode, please make sure to share it with a friend, subscribe so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes, and leave a review. This way we can spread knowledge and motivation and help reach more people. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.